0: You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 107. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery, episode 107. I love the number seven love the number seven and the number 17 and 117. Huge fan of 117. I am so looking forward to episode 117 of this show. I have not yet prepared for what that will be, but I have a feeling it's going to be me talking about how much I love the number 117. (laughs) I just think I'm going to honor 117 up and down the street. Just a real quick reason why that matters to me. Um, if you take the number 117, right, it's got seven in it, and I love number seven. My friend Fernando once told me that seven is the number for change and growth. And she based that off some Reiki energy numerology information she has in her awesome brain. And so I immediately was like, oh, great. No wonder I love the number seven. Plus, it was John Elway's number when I was a kid, so that certainly helped. Then 11, um, there's just a love affair with number 11, the double ones, Maybe it's from 7-Eleven when I was a kid and I just flipped the numbers. I don't know what brought this about in me. It's just there's been a this love affair with number 11 as well, and I can't think of any football players off the top of my head that have it, but I bet you there's a few. So when you combine them, you have 117. And then the beauty of it is that I'm a huge fan of the power of three. And if you take one, one, and seven and add it up, you get nine. That's, that's a new, that is that's a you know divisible by the three. And then if you were to take 11 and 7 and add those together you get 18. Mm, check that out divisible by 3. If you take 18 that you just got and you add 1 and 8 that's 9 again divisible by 3. If you take 18 and you subtract it what do you get? You get the number 7. I know, I just blew your freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just some Jesseisms to start off your day. How is everybody doing out there as we roll into March? I missed last week. I didn't do an episode. I know a lot of you are caught up now because of the pandemic. You've had a lot of time to sit back and really check out a lot of the episodes. So by 107, if you're not familiar with the fact that I like to just go off and randomly talk about things like my love affair with the number 117, then you have not been paying attention. <laughs> why i missed last week was cuz i was developing wise mind empowerment my online course which is some of the greatest hits from this podcast absolutely there it is it is chock full of some of my greatest hits from this podcast because frankly there's a lot of it is just great material and while i've gone on and talked about it for 30 or 45 minutes before putting it into a course where you can learn it in a 15 minute video and then you can, you know, take what we talk about in the course, and then go and apply it and evaluate it. It's just to me, it's awesome. It's in the software called Teachable right now. As I'm just doing it as a test run, so I'm just people who are able to sign up for it are literally just the people that I talk to over the phone or via text message and and whatnot. I I want to make sure I have a connection with the people who are taking it, so I can begin to start putting together the live classes that are going to come with it to really make sure that people do it. That this isn't just shelf help, but it's real self-help. It actually develops your personal growth. It empowers you. I just don't want a bunch of people to buy it and then let it sit there in their computer or on their phone and then nothing comes of it. That's not what I want from this class. I want people to take it and I want people to watch all the modules and I want you to apply it and evaluate it because knowledge isn't power. It's the application of the knowledge where the true power resides And so I missed last week because, frankly, I was just so hell-bent on getting this thing published and up by March 1st. I set that goal, and I was not going to let it not be attained. There's still an intro and an outro that I'm going to shoot, but I really wanted to talk to some people over this week and really see it in the software and then think, okay, how am I going to introduce this? How am I going to engage the participants right out of the gate? And so right now it exists and it's out there and I've gotten a couple people who've already registered for it. I've got some founding members. In fact, I'm putting together the founding member club as we speak. I've got a lot of phone interviews coming up over the week. So if you've been listening to me talk about this for months, I mean, I've been talking about wanting to put together an online course for over a year, but it was, what was it going to be and how was I going to figure it out? And so slowly but surely I just kept taking these small steps to figure out what the content was going to be like how I was going to shoot it and how it was going to sound and all of these things. I mean, I'm not going to get into the the hundreds of moving pieces that go into making a course that's got seven pillars and 44 different modules. Um, it, is, it, it is, to me, I call it the beast. Uh, I have definitely gotten, I have signed up for programs that had 200 modules. And you open that up and you're like, okay, I have no idea where to start. This is too much, so I'm not going to do any of it. I thought, well, let's not do 200, but that's definitely bring value. But let's also do it in such a way where they're short, they're succinct. You can watch one of them for 15 minutes and you can go apply that for a few days and you can come back and you can add another one. And we, we meld that emotional mind and that rational thinking mind together and that's how you come up with a wise mind. When you can be responsive to your emotions and also be using your critical thinking skills all right, so you don't want to overthink too much and not touch in with the emotions. You also don't want to be so driven by your emotions that your rational thinking mind doesn't even get a chance to say, hey, are we sure we want to be doing this? And our impulse control as people in the addiction recovery world and people who are sober and perhaps even sober curious and those of you who are just trying me out while still using, I mean, I get listeners of all four facets from the currently using, who are you know not sure they ever want to stop, all the way to the people who've got thirty seven years sobriety and recovery in them. So, the demographic I'm I'm working with here is is varied, but we're all looking for ways to uplevel ourselves, to be able to ang- to be able to manage our anger and our, and our negative undesirable emotions better, to be able to see how we can communicate, and actually talk about communication with those that matter the most to us in a way where you connect and you are vulnerable and vulnerabilities where shame goes to die, as Brene Brown would say. So I've got modules about that, behavioral flexibility. I've got many modules on just the human experience models that exist out there from Tony Robbins' Six Human Needs, which I think I did on episode two, three, or four, It was one of my very first ones. That's how powerful I think six human needs are. Because if you can connect three of those six human needs to any activity, then it becomes the foundation for addiction. And while the word addiction, certainly in this group, might have a negative connotation in a way to society, there are some people who like to throw it around and say, oh man, I'm addicted to working out or I'm addicted to reading books. So sometimes the... uh, the image, the internal representation we have of the word addiction in our minds isn't always necessarily of that person sitting in a flophouse using so much that their family hasn't heard from them in two years. A lot of the times it can be uh, attached to obsessive, um, obsession, um, absolute focus. So there's a lot of different ways some people can hear the word addiction and then ultimately um, utilize that in their lives. And so we talk about that in the course. and We talk about these these human experience models from the six human needs and how three of them can definitely get you really into something. Um, so you notice even there I started to change the wording a little bit, so I didn't use addiction. There's the Robert Dilts pyramid. There's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's the life coaching model that I was taught by Brooke Castillo. There's uh, the empowerment and the disempowerment dynamic which we covered, I believe it was back in episode 104, when I talked about how you can empower yourself versus disempower yourself. So all these modules have their place in this program. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to roll it out because it's just part of a broader goal here of really expanding what I talk about beyond just you know the small stages and that I speak at, or the addiction recovery places, or the YPR meetings, and teaching real estate people um, communication styles, or going into businesses and training their their management teams, right? Like that's not on the scale I want it to be. I've got it in my head that somehow, some way, this year I want to be heard by one hundred seventeen thousand one hundred seventeen people. Now I love the number 117. I think we've already talked about that. If I remember correctly, I think we've already covered that. And so I said, you know what? How can I how can I affect 117,117 117 people's lives this year? I have no idea how I'm even going to quantify that. I've <laughs> Smart goals are specific and measurable and attainable and realistic and timely. And out of that, I don't think 117,117 117 people is measurable because I mean, I get the numbers on the podcast, but I don't know, you know, how many people that really is. I mean, some people could be listening to the podcast with 200 people in the room. I doubt it, but it could happen and I don't get to count all those people. It's just one download. I digress. I have these ideas about how to guide those who want to seek out ways to improve themselves. I want to be the conduit of their empowerment. And so this course is live and in If you would like to know more about it, I am going to be putting a link, um, I think tonight's Wednesday night, so this will post tonight. By the time Thursday gets going, I will have a link over in Instagram on my bio, bio so that you can go and tap into that and set up a call time if you like. Right now, it's only setting them up about five days in advance, so... Uh, spaces are filling up quick, better grab one. So if you've ever wanted to actually have a phone call conversation with me, it's about 20 minutes and we can talk about your goals and see where this course can aid you in accomplishing those. And then as the, the beta test, the test run begins to finish itself up over the next two months, then I'll do like the official Instagram, Facebook ad campaign launch and everything else that comes with that. And it's, again, so many moving pieces and so I'm not going to stay on the microphone all that late tonight. It's 1030 on a Wednesday, and I've been hustling and bustling since 6 a.m., and I've been getting, if I'm lucky, five hours of sleep for about the last 11 days. Just this course has been, uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Just the feeling of accomplishment. And I go back to that review that was left on iTunes because most people just leave like two or three sentences and say nice things. And by all means, if you have yet to go over there and rate my show or giving me some stars, please do. The algorithm loves that. It is very difficult to show up um, just on those main screens on iTunes. Even if you listen to me on Spotify, it would. if you have an iPhone, if you have one of those iPhone usernames, just jump over there and throw me some stars if you totally dig me. If you think I'm, if I suck, then say I suck and I'll read that and I will look to suck less. And the person who did write the one bad review I have so far out of my 20 or 30 or something, I, it's been a while since I've checked it, so don't hold me to that number. It could be two, and this guy could have been one. I don't remember the number, but I definitely remember him saying, we don't all get sober and have books and podcasts and all these things to, to uh, enjoy in life. And I just really want to stress, if I haven't stressed it enough before, that none of these things that I'm looking around in this office In this apartment in, you know, northern Los Angeles that I have surrounded myself with. My cool little ukulele. I haven't picked that up in a while. I'm going to pick up the ukulele now that this course is done. Um, I'm rambling. Let me get to the point. None of this stuff has existed before I created all of this. And there's nothing I have created that you cannot also create in your life if that's what you want to create. Not everybody wants to write books. And do podcasts. And go speak at places. And that's fine. It's beyond fine. It's natural. That you won't want to do everything else that other people are doing. The way you want to manifest your life. Is the way you want to manifest your life. Don't look at other people. And say. I want to be like them. You can look at what other people are doing. And say. How can that empower my life? I've. I met a lot of people who, when they first started listening to this podcast, had no interest in public speaking or writing a book or going into addiction recovery centers and teaching them the ways that they've gotten sober to see if perhaps those who listen to them can get similar results. And after 100 episodes, they are absolutely doing those things. I know others who this has just been a breath of fresh air. It, they've, been, they've finally heard things that they've been seeking that they just didn't know someone else was also thinking. I've heard people who, you know, only drink the Kool-Aid of AA or Refuge Recovery and the 12-step programs that exist out there. And we're like, hey, you know what? This is great. I, I love my 12-step program, but I also really love the way this person has me thinking outside the box. A book I'll write in the future um, has a has a title to it that maybe I probably shouldn't announce on the podcast because then somebody else might snag it. But I digress, and I won't give off the title, but I I will say that the overall energy from it is that it's like, okay, you got sober. What are you going to do now? And I think that's, maybe I've already told you guys the title, and you know what? If somebody steals it, they steal it. That's fine. The title of the book I'm thinking of is like, great, you're sober, now what? And it's not an insult that to say that. And if that's how, if that's what you hear, if that's your internal representation of this of the sentence, great. You're sober now. What? I apologize, because that's you, and that's not what I mean, right? But I've always been. I've always spoke frankly. I've always just been off the cuff and, and done most of these episodes with very little notes unless I'm really trying to teach something. And this is one of those that I really just wanted to get on the mic and riff because, one, I'm exhausted, and two, I wanted to tell you guys about the course because you've heard me talking about it for like the last three or four months as I spoke specifically that this course was going to get created at the beginning of the year. And when I say, great, you're sober, now what? By no means is that an insult or is that belittling or is that trying to demean or diminish what getting sober and moving into addiction recovery is. It is the most powerful thing that I've ever done for myself. Beyond going to college, beyond moving to the West Coast, beyond anything I've done, leaving behind intoxicants and stepping into my full realized self and actually seeking out the potential and seeking those things that were always seeking me, as Rumi would say. Rumi? Rumi, I think is his name, Rumi? Pretty sure he's like a, like a Eastern wisdom philosopher. Rumi? Rumi? That that which you are seeking is also seeking you. But when I say, great, you're sober, now what? It's like, okay, perfect. You did the 12 steps. You've gotten sober. You've, you've done those things. But what else are you going to do? Because hanging your hat on the hook of sobriety and recovery is good for you. But as that one shirt I love to wear so much says, nobody cares, work harder. No one cares about the goals that you accomplish more than you will. Getting sober... And stepping into addiction recovery is a gigantic accomplishment. There's nothing that should ever diminish that in your eyes. I won't let anyone diminish this accomplishment. Somebody else who's like, well, that's great. You got sober. I got sober too. and I don't talk about it all the time. Then that's awesome for you. That's what you're choosing to do with your sobriety and recovery. You just want to go about things and you don't want to necessarily talk about it too much or even shine a light on it. And that's awesome for you. But other people have their own point of view. I have my own point of view around this. I do think it's fun to shine a light upon it. I do think it's fun to talk to people day one or day 14,173. I absolutely enjoy that. I think it's imperative that we release the stigma of addiction recovery and sobriety. and if it, the, addiction, the stigma around addiction in general, as if we're all weak-minded, that we just succumbed to this. There are so many people who are blinded by intoxicants that they can't even begin to realize that it's not just booze and drugs they're addicted to, but it's negative thinking and it's anger and it's their cell phone and it's ignoring their kids and it's belittling their spouse when they try to accomplish things. I mean, the addictions run the gambit. So let's shine a light on this shadow self of ourselves. You can't have a shadow self if you're shining light everywhere upon yourself. So why not? Speak it from the top of a tower. My one-year soberversary, I went to the nearest tallest tower. It was on Mulholland Drive, and I got out of my car, and I just started shouting out to the city of L.A., I'm sober. I'm Jesse Mogul, and I'm sober. And I was jumping up and down, and I had a great time. I'll never forget that moment. It meant so much to me because I honestly thought I was going to be dead well before I ever celebrated one year of sobriety. So what you decide to manifest in your life, how you decide to empower yourself, that's all on you. I can support you, I can cheer you on, I can answer your DMs and, and I mean goodness gracious, pretty I think I'm caught up on Instagram. I keep forgetting to jump over to to the to the Facebook and answer there. So I'm going to be starting to cycle through those and and work that out. And I'd like to catch up. And the pandemic has certainly given me the opportunity to do so. So if you've ever wanted to talk to me, I will stress that you will definitely get a response faster on Instagram than you will on Facebook. But if you don't have an Instagram account, I get it. I understand. I'm just more of an Instagram guy than I am a Facebook guy. Again, I digress. I've said that a lot in this episode. I think it's because I'm really trying not to get stuck on one thing and forget where I'm going here. I can cheer, lead you on only so much. But like JT down in Tampa realized on Super Bowl Sunday that, and I'm just calling Jake JT because it's his initials, and I didn't ever really get permission to say his name on the show. So hope we're cool, bro. Um, You know, I talked to him. I... Did all I could to put a positive growth mindset and in, instill in him the, the, the knowledge that he had the strength within himself all along to be sober on Super Bowl Sunday. He didn't need to get intoxicated for that. He's the one who actually did not get intoxicated for that. It was him putting the lessons and, and the positive messages that, that we discussed between each other. He put that into action. He made that happen for himself. He was able to go off and get his truck back from his mom. He was able to create this life that wouldn't have occurred. What's occurred in just, it hadn't even been a month. Super Bowl was on February 4th. We're on March 3rd. Tomorrow will be the one month anniversary of the Buccaneers putting it to the Chiefs. Putting it to the Chiefs bad. And everything he's done in this last month has been a byproduct of what he did on that day. And it's the same with all of you. If you take the time to turn around and be mindful of the breadcrumbs you've laid down behind you, you can see the path that you took to get where you are. And as you look at those breadcrumbs, and I'm looking off to my left now because this is how I see time, left is my past, that's generally where most of us will because that's how we read, left to right, so the left is the past, the right is the future, Do you like that? I just gave you a timeline test. So do that for yourself. When you think about the past, which way do you look? Left, right, up, down? Do you look forward or do you look backward when you think about the past? And then you'll know where the future is because it's usually the opposite. Again, I digress. I'm looking over here to my left now. When I look back at the breadcrumbs that I have laid down over these last four years, I am generally happy. At the very least, I am mostly content. With the decisions that I've made that have led me here. Starting up my career in life coaching utilizing NLP because I found it and it literally helped me just heal through so much suffering and trauma. Taking that step when I first heard of NLP to fly to Florida and pay $5,000 for a leadership seminar to just learn and have just, I mean, it was just brought up in such a way where I was like, okay, I need to go learn more of this. I actually want to learn this. And before you know it, two months later, I had met someone to teach it. Three months later, I'm in one of his classes. And a month later, I'm learning and becoming an NLP master or NLP practitioner by February. Not even a year later, I went to that leadership conference in April. Within 10 months, I was a master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming. I made the decision. I was decisive. I didn't buffer. I didn't procrastinate, and I took the smallest next step each and every day to accomplish the goal of being a certified life coach, executive coach, and all the other things that came from it via neuro and linguistic programming, and I did it in under a year, but I created that for myself. I saw something. I was decisive about it, and then I took action, and I was disciplined each and every day. Nothing I'm doing over here isn't something that you could accomplish similarly, similarly. Anytime I say that word, I'm like, how many syllables am I going to stumble on when I try to say similarly? Because similar is fine, but similarly, not so easy. So you don't necessarily want to accomplish writing a book or coaching people or traveling the country in an RV, going to addiction centers. It may not even be anything remotely that sounds interesting to you. So what does sound interesting to you? Where do you want to step into a place of empowerment? How do you want to see your life in six months or a year or two years? Because if you're looking at your timeline and you're looking into the past and you look at those breadcrumbs and it's a whole lot of excuses and it's a whole lot of regret and it's a whole lot of you trying to pound your head against your limiting beliefs and making the same decisions that you always have, expecting different results, then you're insane like Einstein says you are. (laughs) you don't get different results doing the same thing. Step into your empowerment. Put together your emotional and your thinking mind and, and continue to grow inside. Cultivate that wise mind. I will never in my life think I have all the answers because you know how I know I don't have all the answers? And this is, I would say, This is humbling, but I don't really feel that it's humbling. It's just, to me, common sense. How I know I don't have all the answers is because I learn something new every single day. I'll open up Jack Canfield's uh, success principles book, and I'll be blown away by some of the things he says. Even though he's saying things I've heard in other places, he's saying them in a way that sparks a new thought. So therefore, I couldn't have possibly known everything because this new thought was not something that I had previously consciously been aware of thinking. So how can I know everything? If I listen to another person's podcast and they say something, I'm like, wow, what a cool reframe. There you go. That's something I didn't know. Now I do. It's in my conscious awareness. It will shuffle its way back to my unconscious mind and it'll get organized however it gets organized. But for that moment, I knew it was. I knew it existed. And now I know it also exists in my unconscious mind where I can go anytime I want and reference it. This is the kind of empowerment I seek to bring you in the online course. This is the empowerment that I know I can bring you when you come to my live sessions. I've never been all that great with selling what it is I do. And when you start a podcast, one of the first things people will talk about is, what's your demographic and what's the value you're bringing to people? And so I knew I wanted to talk to people who were so from all the way from currently using to years and years and years of sobriety and recovery i wanted to talk to people about different ways to see their lives to approach what it is they're doing and to live and create their life in the present for the future and not be seeking or trying to the real word there is trying to create their their present from the version they were in the past Do you really want to ask that version of yourself who used for 10, 20 some odd years, if not more, and that person who had all the sufferings and had all the traumas, do you really want that person in charge of creating your future in the present? Because let's face it, if that person had been so damn great, we wouldn't be in addiction recovery to begin with. So you want to create and you desire to create this future self from your present with the tools and resources you're gathering now. Even who I was day one of sobriety recovery is nowhere near what I've grown into now. So while I'm very much happier with that version of myself from January 13th, 2017, I by no means would compare him to January 13th, 2018 or 2019 or 2020 or 2021. This version of myself is in a ton of effort. And likewise, you are putting in a ton of effort yourself. So step back once in a while and be mindful of the achievements that you've made, of the goals that you've set and the goals that you've accomplished. Take a breath and really allow what you've achieved to soak in. I'm doing that with this course more so than I did with the book more so than I did when I launched the podcast, more so than I when I became a master practitioner of NLP. Over the summer at last year, I became a trainer of NLP. It's why I'm teaching this stuff now. It's why I'm launching the course. It's like that was the final piece. It was the confirmation to me that not only am I good at teaching this stuff, just through the podcast. But now I have gained a level of skill to teach this to people so that they can become certified or they can just learn it well enough to actually use it in their lives and go talk about it in a way that will benefit others in their life. Like that means a lot to me. I mean, it, it means like I may have said this in the college show, or maybe I said it earlier in this episode, Creating this online course and becoming an NLP trainer and starting up my very first Wise Mind Empowerment masterclass. I hold it on Tuesday nights right now. There's my six founding members. I'm so blessed to have them a part of this and, and to and to be here in my life and watching the growth just through the first month has just blown my mind and it's really shown me a whole nother perspective on how this can this material can help people. And their feedback has been so beneficial in some regards. It's how I could teach it more succinctly and in a way that would land better. In other ways, they come back and they tell me about their experiences and how profound it is that they see their life now and the world around them. And I'm like, okay, this is working. And and that accomplishment, this warmth I feel in myself, I don't know if it has existed at the depth And and the true connection and vulnerability I have to this feeling. This isn't like an ego feeling where it's like, look what I did, I'm amazing. It's, It's more like, wow, look what I did. This is amazing. There's a difference between being proud of your work and being prideful. And the way I attribute it, it's more like if you're prideful, it's almost that you're boasting about it. If you if you know someone with a ton of pride, it's like they're always bragging about their resume. They're always bragging about their accomplishments. I'm proud, which is an internal. It's an internal feeling. I'm internalizing this because I'm creating this feeling internally. Yes, the reason I created this course was for an external benefit to anyone who comes across it, anyone who knows me, anyone who listens to the show, all of you. I built it for you. I want you all to take it. I want you to reach out to me and say, what is it you're doing? I want more of it. Yeah, that's the goal here. The goal here is to build this business so I can help more people. 117,117 this year. Next year, let's double it. Let's triple it. As long as there's a 17 in there somewhere, specifically a 117, I'll be cool. (laughs) But the internal validation I have for taking those small steps each and every day from January 5th to March 1st, being disciplined, setting down a schedule and sticking to it not getting confused or overwhelmed by all the different steps. There were some mornings where I just knew the first thing I needed to do that morning was open up the computer and start editing one of the modules and just get it into Final Cut Pro and just start chopping out too many of the breathing sounds or the coughing sounds or the ums or the os or the long pauses while I was trying to figure out what to say because I didn't want it to be like the podcast, off the cuff and you know, a lot of just random things. Like I wanted it to be succinct. I wanted it to be like I was teaching it in a class and people were there to learn, right? I can add in the humor and things later on once it. I get people signed up and I get some feedback and I've got a lot of things I'm going to add once I get through this beta run, which is the first two months of just testing it out and seeing what people think. And I can really just feel that it's like, wow. I, I really, I really hammered through this. No one else was going to help me get this done. Unlike the book where there was copy editors and there was art designers and there was the publisher who got the legal team for me, like the last half of that book publication was really other people helping and getting me their work so I could okay it so we could move forward. Yes, of course, the book doesn't get published if I don't write it. But once the book's written, there's a lot more steps to go. I thought that was the biggest undertaking I would have in my very first five years of sobriety and recovery, and it was not. This online program by far and away eclipsed it. Seven pillars, 44 modules, just absolute golden nuggets all throughout. It will achieve empowerment. But it's something that I told myself I was going to do come hell or high water, and no one was going to get in the way of it, and nothing was going to stop me. And that's how I want to wrap up this episode. What is it you want to accomplish in your life? You know I had a listener I just recently found uh, moved from found out moved from Louisville to Chattanooga. so if you're listening out there, I didn't get permission to say your name, uh, so I won't um, Jake is already. Told me he was cool with it the last time. So I'm just going to ride on the fact that he's cool with it this time. (laughs) I'll talk to him on Friday on the phone. We'll see what he says then. But for my other uh, avid listener I've talked to on the phone before, Jay, who just recently moved to Chattanooga, I'm like, this woman is dedicated. She got awesome ropes. When she got her bachelor's degree and then she went straight into her master's degree, no doubt she's probably going to get some ropes. Ropes is when you get like magnum cum laude or something like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a magna in there somewhere. I know there's a loud, but it's not L-O-U-D. It's L-A-U-D-E, if I remember correctly. Uh, But she got ropes, okay? So if you've been to college, you know what the ropes are. Um, If you haven't been to college, you probably don't care what the ropes are. So either way, what up, Jay from Chattanooga? You got some ropes in The Bachelor. She's probably going to get them in her master's because she's driven. She sets down a goal, and then she seeks to accomplish it. Even moving from one city to the next, she's still rocking it out. I've talked to so many of y'all, whether it's on the phone or whether it's um, via you know, social media or, or emails, where you're out there and you're accomplishing things. And blessed be you for doing that. And, uh, and I'm just so grateful that you share these accomplishments with me and that you credit the guidance that you've gained from this show as being an instigator of you achieving and empowering your best self. Likewise, I will say, I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm on my fourth relapse. I'm back to listening to your show. That's beautiful. Come back. Keep coming back. If you step out and you relapse, don't worry. I am waiting here for you. This show will always be available. I cannot wait to be doing episode 1117. It, It will be a marvelous day when I hit year 20 or 30 and I'm still pumping out these episodes. It'll be so fun to continue on this journey with you all. I want you to realize that anything you desire to prioritize in your life becomes achievable. And when you take the the smallest next step and you don't procrastinate, because you realize it's within that procrastinating, you're just letting fear control. Not today fear, not today. What are you afraid of? Of it not being what your expectations desire it to be? Whatever really is? What you should be afraid of. And what I certainly think about whenever I have this idea that fear should stop me from doing something is I would rather step into it now and face the quote unquote defeat or the undesirable outcome and at least know I worked at it, and worked my best for it, then come to, in 20 or 30 years, in that final phase of my life, realizing that instead of looking back and seeing all of these awesome feedback opportunities, all these awesome attempts at the greatest version of myself, all I see is the regret of allowing fear to stop me before I even started. That will not be what I look back and see. If I get rejected from a thousand people, then it's the next person who might say, I have been looking for you everywhere. Thank you for helping me. And that is important. This is important for yourself. What you are seeking to accomplish in your life is important realize that it's important, even if no one else ever pats you on the head and says, good job. You make sure you know inside that you did a good job. And you freaking tell yourself that. Nobody else may care as much as you will care. And that isn't important as much as it's important that you know you care. And you take that moment to acknowledge to yourself, you did this. You did this. And you did it for yourself. That is something to be proud about. Step into that empowerment. And your highest sense of self will be waiting for you on the other side. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of my life because I woke up sober. Hit me up on Instagram. Go to my link in my bio. Set up a call time if you'd like to know more about the test run of my online course, Wise Mind Empowerment. We can discuss the live uh, course I also do where it's the master class. We can discuss the online class. We can can discuss so many different things. But most importantly, I want to know what it is that that you're seeking to achieve in your life. What goal do you want to accomplish? And let's get you there. Let's get you there. I want you to wake up and realize every single day is the best day of your life because you woke up sober. Let's do that. Let's do it it. Shout out to Sunshine. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.